Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. is up everybody my name is james d fiori and this is casual friday and that's kazzy this is my new family member i know that you can't see it if you're on spotify or if you're on apple but this little guy right here is my little baby he makes me feel safe at night he's a good boy and you let him go i just had one of the strangest interviews i think i've ever had um strange for a lot of reasons the first reason is because I didn't just let that person talk. I had Arthur Pawlowski on, the controversial preacher from Alberta, who oops, who who seems to um, seems to think he's not crazy. <laughs> you know, there is a uh, I, I've sort of like turned the page on a new chapter in interviewing people. I, I, I like the way I did the um, Brett Wilson interview. I was fine with that. Maxine Bernier, I was fine with that. I think I would probably do the Christine Anderson interview a little bit differently, a little bit more like um, uh, the way I did uh, tonight's interview. It was just strange. I, I, I don't think I've ever like talked to a person in today's day and age um, who used the word or a variation of the word pervert so many times when talking about the LGBT community. And I'm sorry, I am one of those people. I have not memorized all of the other letters in the gigantic acronym that now encompasses those communities. I'm not sure if I ever will. I think it just, you know, um, I don't know. It's, it doesn't seem that important to me. It just seems like I, I mean everybody. But, you know, talking about it with someone who literally thinks that God is smiting them is a strange kind of experience it's not something that i'm normally used to also now that there are more viewers here i want to play the intro um again because i'm going to give a shout out to zach fax zach is one of the most brilliant um hip-hop cinematographers and editors he's also a dope rapper and a good beat maker as well and uh he just made me um this new intro and i just want to show it to people now that there's more people kind of in the stream so um this is my new thing for casual friday I'm going to start it over because it was really low. Hold on. 
so that's the new intro. I hope you like it. I've been away from Casual Friday for a couple weeks. I was away at one point, and then I just kind of had to decompress. But there's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, one of them is, and I totally mean this with all of my heart, I now understand for the first time in my life what it means, um, the term retail therapy. Um, in the last, I don't know, 14 years, I've had two pairs of shoes. One of them were Bluntstones, and the other ones were these like um, Keen, like sort of like hiking boots or whatever. And um, yeah, they were ratty, you know, they were falling apart. Uh, my clothes, I'm one of those guys that like the bottom of my jeans and most of my pants are all frayed. You know, um, I have rips in my jeans and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I went to Milwaukee and uh, I came back. I had to actually check my bag. I didn't check my bag on the way there, but on the way back I had to because I just fattened up this bag that I have um, to accommodate the two pairs of Air Jordans that I brought back and the Adidas shell toe that I brought back. And then I went to Toronto and I was like, oh, I got to get more shoes. So I got, um, I got a pair of Doc Martens, but the old school ones, the Brogues, because I needed something to wear with dress pants and I don't like dress shoes. I don't like typical dress shoes. And I bought some shirts and pants and hats and all this. I'm still wearing my old one, but I, I bought a few. Retail therapy. I, I didn't, I never imagined myself being a person who, who thought that retail therapy was a thing. Oh, it's a thing. I even got a watch. That's how I roll now. Retail therapy. So now whenever I feel down, I think I'm just going to go buy a pair of shoes. <laughs> I think I've turned into that guy, the shoe buying guy, when he's like not feeling like, you know, that life is, is great. So I, I don't know if any of you experience uh, retail therapy uh, and if you have your own stories about what retail therapy is really like, but it, it, is, it is very much um, a real thing. And uh, th that is, again, something that's completely foreign to me. Um, tonight, by the way, we have Spenny on the show. I'm going to send Spenny another link because I'm not sure if the other one's going to work. Um, Spenny is going to join us. I didn't pull up any of his tweets, but you know what the funny thing is about Spenny? Is that every time I talk to him, he's like, I'm done. I'm done with Twitter. I, I, you know, it, there's no point. And I'm not going to engage with people <laughs> regarding politics anymore. And then Spenny, uh, you know, every day is, is, is engaging with people in politics. But I get it. I understand it. I, and I used to be exactly the same way. And I'm not saying that I'm like more evolved or anything this many. I get it. I still, there's still a part of me that feels that although it feels like any type of engagement when it comes to politics on social media is pointless, I still feel like you kind of like let the bad guys win if you don't challenge anything because then it just festers and echo chambers are built and these silos are built and then they're cemented and then encased with like, you know, platinum coating and diamond hinges and all this shit because no one challenges them. And I think that one of the reasons why we are so polarized is because people don't challenge anyone. Is there a way to do it on social media that's effective? It doesn't look like it, right? But it, there is something to be said for if you're, if you approach a certain conversation in a way where you take the high ground and still are able to say what you say, the contrast of your comments versus the other people's comments is pretty stark. And someone taught me something a long time ago about social media. 
you're not really writing for yourself or for the person that you're conversing with. You're writing for the 80% or so of people who only read but don't engage. So with that in mind, I think I do think that there is some um, value in, in pushing back and challenging people, but it's just the way that you go about it. And anyone that knows me knows that I don't think you can bully someone out of a position or insult someone out of a position. Oftentimes that just makes the person more uh, cemented in their views. So um, I'm also going to send the link into the chat, which I just did, because tonight I'm going to have, uh, when we're done talking to Spenny, uh, I'm going to have the rest of the show. I'm just going to see if I can get people uh, to, to come on cycle them in and out um pretty quickly like 10 minutes maybe or something like that and just we'll see how it goes i hope people take advantage of that button i'll let you know when it's time because uh first things first we would like to welcome to the show his name is spencer rice aka spenny spenny how are you buddy i got schmutz on my screen oh from what oh maybe it's not it's my mic stand fucking shadow how are you james i'm doing well sir how are you it's great. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Did you catch the interview with Arthur Pawlowski? Don't know who he is or what you're talking about. He's the crazy uh, Alberta preacher that was like. Oh, Daniel... I, I, I watched. I'll watch that later. Yeah, that was. You had the, him on at 7:30. I did have him on at 7:30, and it was a and it was quite the adventure. I didn't know if you knew this or not, but gay people are perverts and deserve to be killed by God via floods. That's what he said. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, uh, he's an idiot. Okay. Yeah. I had to like, I had to, I'm going to take my hat off cause I'm. How, how do you stay sane talking to people like that? Well, I used to do it by, sorry, that was just weird. Something flashed at my door. I hope the cops aren't here. I don't, I don't think I did anything wrong. Are you on mushrooms again? No, I'm not, not on mushrooms again. No, I'm not on mushrooms again. Um, I, normally when I, when I have people like that on, uh, I just let them talk. Right. And I, I don't care what they say because oftentimes you just give them enough rope and they hang themselves. But this time he was just, I, I've never had a guest like so adamantly stupid and over the top about this. And, and I just couldn't let it go. And it, it actually, um, amalgamated two subjects that, you know, they, I don't ever get triggered. I don't think maybe we all do at some time, but like, religion and being hateful towards uh, certain demographics like gay people or black people or something like that. And he amalgamated um, his hatred for uh, gay people with his belief in, in an omnipotent, in an omnipotent being. And I was just like, okay, well fuck this, you know? And so I, 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 I didn't yell at him or anything, but I did challenge him more than I usually challenge other guests. And I think I just want to keep doing that. I, I think it's, it's more healthy. I don't think I did it in a way like I didn't go, you're a fucking asshole. I called him bat shit once, I think. But like yeah. I asked him, like he got 99 votes in the last election. Don't you think it's because you have really archaic and crazy views about gay people? Well, don't you don't you see what's happened, right? I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, it, it kind of started as a trans thing with these right wingers. Mm. Yeah. And now it's uh, amassed into LGBTQ, which covers all of that uh and it's awful and uh and what i'm what i honestly what i'm most uh upset about is that these nuts these fucking archaic douchebags 
uh, are basically forcing people like me to fight. Yeah. And I have to think about this shit. And it's, and, and, you know, again, I, if someone is a fiscal conservative or maybe even they're uh, anti-abortion, you know what I mean? There, there's mm. something there that you can argue and discuss. But when you get into this fairy tale nonsense about religion and omnipotent beings, it's it's uh, it's it's uh, the only thing I hope and pray for is that it's somehow uh, a, a small group of, of lunatics, uh, e even though some of them are in power in the United States, uh, you know, that are in generally uh, that that it's a warped sense of reality. But I can't tell. So I'm on guard. And I think I think decent people have to start fighting. And what I'm really pissed off about is this this idea of we have to be respectful. And uh, if you call them what you think they are, then somehow you're going down to their level and all this nonsense. That's fine when you're dealing with the person who's rational. That's mm. that I get that. But these people aren't rational. They're hateful. And I, I, I although I was very tolerant of religion for a long time, I, I have now come to become anti-religion to the extreme that I never thought I would be. Really? Uh, because of these, oh, well, I never believed it was real to begin right. with. So, but right. I thought that it had some value, uh, you know, that it wasn't all just priests and young boys. And there must have been some good things done. And people need to, for some reason, need to believe in something in order to be happy, Uh but but these people have turned me into a complete. In fact, I I don't think I'll ever set foot in a synagogue or a church or anything again. Yeah, I mean, married in a religious institution, and I, I'm not like this. But this is where it's taken me. What I'm reading and what I see. Yeah, I feel I I kind of feel similar. Um, you know, with the with the again, I'm redundant when I say this because people that watch this watch the show know that I've said this a billion times, but. Um, the idea of uh, having some sort of belief system to sort of cushion the blow of grieving when a loved one dies. I like that. I think that that, I think people are fortunate to have that, whether or not I believe it's real is kind of besides the point. Um, but other than that, when you start using but religion, they even believe it's real. I mean, the lit, let's be honest. The litmus test is, you know, did Jesus perform those miracles? Did Jesus rise from the dead? No, I'm, Ninety nine point nine percent sure it never happened. Yeah, hey, but Jesus he was a rabbi. Blah blah blah. Anyways, you can debate this till you're blue in the face. But what they've brought in this to politics? I mean, look at the guy. Did you see the guy in Windsor who I uh, was anti LGBTQ and he went into the uh, palliative care? Have you heard the story? Uh, and he took the selfie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know who was. The, what's the story behind that? I saw your post and I and I scrolled and I and I sort of just read the thing, but I didn't read beyond that. Like, what? what well, who's the guy? That, well, first of all, let's let's assume it's true. Okay. Okay. So if it's true, he's basically a white supremacist. He's a White Lives Matter guy. There's pictures of him at all these stupid protests. Uh, he's a racist, obviously, and he obviously hates LGBTQ. Hmm. So he gets into an argument with a, 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 a woman, I believe, uh, who's a gay rights activist. And, uh, and, and he uh, goes, uh, without her knowledge, uh, to uh, a room. I don't know how he knew that her father was dying in a, in a hospital bed, and I obviously hope he doesn't die. And he takes that selfie. That, and, that is one of the most grotesque things I've 
ever heard of just being a, a total douchebag to do something yeah. like that. And then CTV reports on it like maybe he was being nice. <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. that's giving the benefit of the doubt. I mean, sure, there's a chance of that. But th this is th this is what's happening again. I don't know how pre prevalent it is, James, in this cult in the world, but they're making their move. Yeah, they are. The religious right is making their move. They've chosen this time to push as hard as they can. They they got lucky with Trump uh, winning the presidency, and they're going full tilt, which is hilarious because Trump probably doesn't believe in shit. No, but that's the wolf. Do you know the wolf thing, the Christian thing with the wolf? No. If the wolf will give you the conservative oh. judges, if the wolf, then you you bypass any personal flaws that that person has. That's that reminds me of my favorite Trump cartoon, political cartoon. I don't remember who wrote, who did it, uh -huh. but it's a billboard uh, in Florida, probably. But I don't know where it is. But it's a billboard that it's a picture of a wolf, and uh, and with Donald Trump hair, and yeah. it says, "I'm going to eat you." And this sheep that's driving the car is like, well, he tells it like it is. <laughs> no, that, that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm not as mad at Donald Trump as I am at his followers. I've been saying that for a long time. Oh, I'm the opposite. Trump is what he is. He, he, you I, know, you got yeah, to I, I think I'm the opposite. Sorry to cut you off, but I, I, I am a big believer that the grifters in society are the main problem. And the sheep that follow them are just susceptible to grifting. No, right. I, I couldn't disagree with you more. Mm -hmm. uh, they like something about this guy. It could be his criminality. It could be his entertainment value. It could be his, uh, you know, and, and, you know, let's let's be honest. Uh, he's probably did some great things if, as a president for the U.S. I would never say he didn't. I'm not. I don't think he's Hitler. I don't think he's half the things people say. He did some great things on behalf of America in terms of uh, trade deals, stuff that only a guy like him could do. He deserves credit for that. Uh, but this isn't about that for me. It's about his character and ethics and decency and what's good, you know, what's good for the kids, you know? Yeah. And uh, this is what it is. And, you know, I don't know. It's This has been, I, 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 I'd love to be off Twitter, but I kind of need to be off Twitter because of what I do for, on Twitter for what I, because for what I do for a living. And I just try to make jokes about things that, you know, you, but you get you get a little upset sometimes though and i understand oh, yeah. why yeah i understand why I, i'm wondering if you think that um finding a new way to approach twitter or do you think that like you don't no. it's, it's, you just can't well those people see that's the thing i don't lump together all republicans or all conservatives with the worst amongst them because mm. the left has that too yeah but the uh, the worst amongst the, the the right are the ones that I you know it, it's hard to every time put the words together to say that I try to say that I refer to decent conservatives and, and this and that but what the, the fact that these these people running for it's it's mind-boggling in the US they're running for president or they're running to get the nomination for the Republican party they're they got two percent one percent and no one is trying to knock Trump off of the hill. Because they're scared. So then why are they running? It's just a, a, a vanity project or to get attention or to get their name in the ring. So next time we'll know who they are. Do you it's think absurd. Trump, if, if Trump somehow escapes these charges and, uh, I think and, and ends up. I 100% like, think he will. I've been saying that forever. Yeah. I mean, but do you think he's going to win the nomination again? Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I don't predict anymore with Trump because it's too. I've been hard. wrong. I'm yeah, no, but I mean, I was wrong. I, I was, uh, 
one of many um, that thought that um, that Hillary Clinton would win. Uh, I didn't think um, it would be. Um, I didn't think it would be like a landslide, but you know, I knew they ran a bad a bad candidate, and I was getting hit because I worked at I worked at Huffington Post at the time, and um, you thought my, Hillary was a bad candidate. Oh yeah, yeah, no, bad in the sense that. Um, like, I don't think, I think the liberals will have a better chance of winning the next election if Justin Trudeau is not the candidate. That's what I mean. I, I think Hillary Clinton, uh, is, is way, was way too polarizing for better or worse, whether or not you think, you think it's spare. I, I think a lot of Democrats didn't like her. And when they found out when, when Democrats found out that Bernie Sanders was basically fucked out of a nomination of the nomination, I think a lot of Democrats were like, I'm staying home. You know, and I think voter turnout killed Hillary. Right. Um, and That's I think that true, was the, but I don't think I, I don't I really don't think Bernie could have won the, the general. I do. And I'll tell you why. Um, if you look at exit polls in especially in the Bible Belt and the flyover states, as they like to call them, uh, the number what people that wanted Trump, number one, yeah. millions of people had Bernie Sanders as their number two. And people that wanted Bernie Sanders as the number one, millions of people had Trump as the number two. That would have been the dogfight. I yeah, I mean, I guess I get that. I, look, I, I I think that he he uh, you know the the rumors are the conspiracy theories are that the DNC screwed him. Oh, yeah. uh, I, I can't remember how. It was uh, I forget the uh, who's the Jewish this idea of not voting because it's not your candidate. I mean, here's the bottom line, even with Trudeau too. Like you're only given a choice in Canada, basically of three, four people, right? Right. In the states, it's down to two. It's not right. like I control, you know, who's going to run. You know, you just don't. So you're you're stuck with what you're stuck with, and uh, it just becomes comes down to philosophical, political thinking. You know, yeah. are you left or are you right? And uh, I don't know. So I, I, you know, like people are freaking out about Biden and this and that. It's whoever it is. I'll support if they're on the left because that's where my heart lies. That's where my politics is. What but I, I think by I think this next election is going to be another one where they're going to run a candidate, Joe Biden, that is not going to be as effective as another Democrat that they but that, name like, one. Name one. I name would I, honestly. I think that uh, the form. I think he's the former New York governor. Uh, uh, Cuomo, Governor Cuomo should run. I don't care about his sex scandal. He he didn't assault anyone, as far as I recall. I think he was like, he had a mistress in the office, like the John Tory type situation. I could be wrong about that. Someone fact check me if you want. But if it wasn't something like assault, that's the kind of guy that could run against Trump and, and match his bravado, but he's smarter. You know what I mean? Wait till the debate. Wait till you see Donald Trump and Joe Biden debate because they're not going to get Joe Biden to like, reach some level of effectiveness that's going to be able to combat the litany of shit that's going to come out of Trump's mouth. It's He's going to look like he's getting bullied. And that is not what a strong leader should look like when he's in a debate, in my opinion. And I think Spenny is frozen. <laughs> is Spenny frozen on your end, guys? <laughs> I'm going to kick him out and bring him back in. Bum, 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 bum. Benny, there you are. Anyway, he's going to come back in. Okay, um, I want to shift gears a little bit when Spenny comes back in because I I think the biggest story in the world over the last two thousand years is probably the most 
underreported story of all time. And I've been sort of going back and forth with one of the reporters that um, broke this story, I think it was back in 2014. And then, um, and then again in 2017, uh, let me see if I can find her book actually, because she is, uh, uh amazing. Hold on. Da, 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 da. UFO book. Sorry guys for this. Spenny's, uh, absence has sort of made it seem like I need to do this, but, um, I'm interested in Spenny's opinion on it because it has to be one of the craziest stories that nobody is ever talking about. And it is this. Her name, by the way, is Leslie Keen. And she's the author of this book. Where is it? UFOs, generals, pilots, and government officials go on the record. This is from 2010, this book. If you have been following the news in any way, shape, or form, you know that the Pentagon has admitted, and it was during the pandemic, that unmanned aerial phenomenon, UAPs, as they call them. I don't know how much you caught of that, Spenny, but... Um, it just came back. Okay. So Leslie Keene is the author of this book, UFOs, Generals, Pilots, and Government Officials Go on the Record. That's from 2010. In 2017, the, um, the Pentagon... Uh, admitted that they were seeing aerial phenomenon in the air. And then I think it was during the pandemic in 2020 where they actually, the Pentagon actually said, we have several instances on camera of UFOs that we can't explain. And we believe that they are of extraterrestrial origin and nobody ever fucking talks about it. And I do. do you? Cause the footage is well, great. When it, the first time it happened, and it, it was sort of buried in the media. It was incredible. Like, I know. This is like NASA or whatever saying that uh, there are UFOs. Uh, we've seen them or something like that. And it just, you know, but there's drag story time. You know, like it, it, <laughs> it's uh, I don't understand any of it, to be honest with you. There is too much information. But, yeah, that's uh, pretty heavy stuff. Okay. They, when, when I was in Milwaukee. Like they won't tell us because we'll all panic. Right. Well, that was what they did for the first because we don't care. That's what they did for the first 60 years. Right. Project yeah. Blue Book and all that stuff. But OK, when I was in Milwaukee, because I don't drink when I was in Milwaukee at nighttime, I was just in my hotel room. And after I get work done, all I did the whole time I was away was watch fucking UFO documentaries. That's all I did. My, and, wife, my wife swears to God with her friend who's a surgeon, a very smart person. My wife is as well that she saw a UFO right in front of her in, I think it was Italy or Kingston. I can't remember. And she won't. Wait, you think it was Italy or Kingston? I can't remember where she saw it, <laughs> okay. but uh, she's had ghost experiences. I, you know, I think it's nonsense, but you know, I don't think she has a reason to lie. Maybe they just, maybe I've got bad breath. They don't want to come near me. I don't know. Well, but, I believe, I believe in, I, I believe that, um, Look, if you've ever watched any of the like history of the universe documentaries, I think it's on the history channel, you know that when they take the like wide view of the Milky Way and our galaxy, that like it is virtually impossible for me to believe that there is no other life out there. Like there no, are I, like I, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. That doesn't mean that it it still hasn't changed my truth, which I've never seen one. 
And I've never really, other than reading what I just told you I read uh, about NASA seeing them, yeah, it makes it, it, it would be impossible not to have it. And think? I think it's amazing. I, I think it's, uh, or it's the end of our planet. But I mean, when we talk, the reason why I thought about it is because we were talking about religion. And I think Dean Blundell made this uh, point on his show a couple months ago. I can't wait to see the faces of the religious people when they find out that aliens exist. So they can gen so they can then go back to the fucking Bible and retroactively change the context of all this shit so they can say, well, no, go, no, Jesus said it first. Well, they've you already know? changed the timeline because the 2000 year thing is so ridiculous from yeah. what science tells us. So now that they're saying that, you know, that 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 timeline isn't what God meant, you know, that's how you know something is bullshit is because it always has to change and update itself because it's not true. Uh, right. Circumcision's the same thing. Oh, circumcision is one you know, of the, the most. Yeah. During AIDS, during AIDS, you need circumcision because of the bleeding, uh, you know, that would happen in the foreskin during intercourse. And then before that, it was another reason. It's always changing. But no one, you know, very few people, especially Jews, want to say, you know, it's kind of mutilation, really. It's uh, totally religious mutilation on top of everything. I just want to take a quick uh, uh, aside here. Um, congratulations on your years at the old job, Jamesy. I saw your tweet about the move. Go kill it, my man. Don't forget the plebes back home. I don't know who the plebes are back home. But um, today, Spenny, um, after six years of being an assistant librarian, I have uh, left my job at the library. And uh, it was strangely kind of sad for me. Like, I, uh, first of all, I'm 46. I have never held a job for six years. <laughs> this is the longest I've ever held a job right. for. Um, beating my old record of one year. <laughs> yeah, I've never had a job more than a year. Killing it. Um, yeah, and uh, it was interesting. I didn't know how important libraries were until I worked at one, and then realized that when you have a library inside a rural community, it is like a cultural and educational hub. Like ninety-five percent of our patrons were either children, students, special needs people, or the elderly, and there are like. There were so many moments at the library. Like there was this one lady who came in. Her name was Pat. Her name is Pat. And um, over the years, she started to slip further and further into dementia. So then, now when she came in, I would like, she would take my arm. I would escort her to the Agatha Christie section where she would be like the mystery oh, writer. Yeah. What's her name again? And I'm like, Agatha Christie. She's like, that's the uh. one. And she would get the book. And sometimes she would return books that weren't even ours. You know, my cat is now attacking wow. my... I saw the cat. Very cute, by the way. Yeah. Kazzy? Kazzy, because my my uh, my kids' names are Casper and Lizzie. So um, in order to get them to not fight over the cat, I named him Kazzy. And he's a good kitty. Um, he's not, I had to teach. I have to teach him how to not attack my cords, though, because my other cat used to do that, too, and just bit the shit out of everything. Um, anyways. Right, um, by the way, yeah, what, what your, what's, your, what's your job go, from what to what? Well, I'm, I'm, the Cryer Media has gone over an extraordinarily um, massive change over the last uh, couple months. So um, I am now a full-time employee of Cryer Media. Uh, I also have uh, a couple things on the side that I'm working on as well. I have some freelance stuff, but, it, but economically, um, it may, and the time that I now need to do my other things, it just makes more sense uh, for me to not to not have that job. So I, that's why I left it. So I, I'm a, I love libraries. Uh, I grew up very close to the Toronto library, the, the, the three story one. Yeah. And I used to love to go into the microfiche and look at old newspapers. That was, I oh, was yeah. a nerd, right? Oh, we have Probably one of those. Still 
Yeah, we have one yeah, of those. Mic- the microfilm, the microfilm machines or whatever. That's really micro old school. Fiche. Is microfiche? Yeah, yeah, it's very old school. Yeah, fish. It's like the, the one they're like they're like uh, they almost they they're like on reels and they almost look like uh, as thick as uh, what are those big movies called the the huge ones the IMAX like they look like IMAX like, oh. you know and yeah there's uh, the, there's two different kinds there's the ones that you scroll with the wheel and that's one you're talking about and then there's the ones where you press the button and it's almost like a what are those uh projectors that would just with the frames now that's what yeah. most of them are now but um yeah no it's it's crazy uh it, it, it's it, it, the library is super important it's just like when 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 uh who was it when when ford did those cuts right at the beginning of his administration he doesn't i don't think he understands how much it hurt you know people that live in these small communities there's people in there that use the computers because they can't yeah. afford internet, right? Like right. these are these are the kinds of people that do it. No, this anyway. is this this is why I hate conservatism. I mean, there's a point where the left can spend too much money or waste it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate the waste. I think everybody would hate the waste. Participation, for example, would be a prime example of wasted <laughs> government money, in my opinion. <laughs> That's but anyways, the fucking uh, funniest uh, example. <laughs> Yeah. It's not. It's not like. It's not like uh, misappropriating educational funds. It's participation. <laughs> right. No. That's it. You know. Yeah. Any fraud, of course, is terrible. But. Oh, you froze again, Kenny. Or wow, I called you Kenny. Spenny. Frozen again. Kicking him out. Then he'll come back in. I don't know how we got. Oh yeah, I changed the subject from UFOs to libraries. Um. I'm going to change it back to UFOs again because I think that there's like so much more to talk about. There was a Las Vegas um, UFO sighting the other day, like two days ago, where a UFO crashed into someone's yard. Am I? Whose fault is this? This is yours. No, can't be. Well, my my internet says full, and uh, usually when I have problems on my internet end, my shit will fuck up. But it could be restreamed. To me, you freeze, and I'm here. I'm fine, and and my lines are fine. I don't know, whatever. I don't know, Sorry. whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I apologize. No, no, don't worry. It's a, it's a probably a restream thing. I want to get back to the UFO stuff though, because I think it's like, did you see the thing in Vegas the other day? No. So a UFO crashes, and you, and there's a body cam footage from a cop that's like five blocks away. This UFO crashes into somebody's yard, yeah, and then they take video of what appears to be a fucking alien. And it's not, and, and it was like reported by the local news, the cops, the local news, everyone's like, it's not a hoax. We don't know what it is, but it's not a hoax. And I don't understand. Maybe you can like help me understand why don't people care about this story? When the Pentagon, when the American government themselves say it's real, like I'm talking about UFOs, why doesn't anyone care? I maybe the only, uh, first of all, I don't know, but if I had to guess, I'd say, cause nobody believes anything anymore. We don't. We live in a post-truth reality, and you're lucky if you happen to speak to someone who's in a position to know the truth. That's what I think. But that's I, that's a good possibility. It also could be that we're desensitized to big news. I think no, some people just so shrug. Big. That's I, so big. It is massive. But I think some people just shrug and they're just like, "Well, I guess fucking aliens exist." What's on Netflix? Like, I feel like that's how people are nowadays. That's kind of how I am, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, okay, they saw something. They don't know what it is. I've just found out about it from you. Yeah. 
What's on Netflix tonight? Like, where where do I go with it from there? Right. Hopefully, you have documentaries. Tiny happy people, and that goes right back into the. Uh, yeah, let's go back to that though, because you wanted me to watch that. So that is a dramatic dr- dramatized series about the oh, Duggar family, right? Oh, it's a doc. Oh, it's a documentary. Okay. And so give me give me the gist of it. I don't care if you spoil it. It doesn't matter. Everyone sort of I, I haven't seen it all, but it's the, the simple way to put it. It's about the Duggar family uh, who you if you either know who they are because you watched the show, which I hadn't, but you'd heard of them because they had 19 kids. I think uh, the, they did many variations of the show on TLC. 19 and counting was the one that really right. took off. And uh, what I didn't know was that uh, they're completely christian fundamentalists religious people the 19 kids didn't tip you off on that no i i didn't connect the two no but it's funny but the the sect that they follow i i don't remember the name there's an acronym for it or a bunch of letters for it run by some guy anyways i'm not going to give away anything but suffice to say that uh uh this particular sect believes you have as many children as the wife uh, can have live through Wow. And, the, and the reason for it is very dark to me, which is so that we can populate positions of power with people that have been brainwashed to think the way we do. And I, it's 100% brainwashing as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when you grow up in religion, I don't care if it's uh, Hasidic, uh, Jewish, or... Okay. Frozen again. Can someone tell me in the comments right now, if, is it me that's frozen or if it's Kenny? Or Why do I keep on calling Spenny Kenny? <clears throat> because um, for me, Spenny's frozen, and I'm fine. Um, but for others, it might be different. I want to see if it's his internet or if it's Restream. And I can't tell yet because no one's saying anything. Spenny. Okay, so it is Spenny. So Spenny, um, I'm going to have to kick you out again, and then you're going to have to come back in again, and we'll see how that goes. The- I'm enthralled with UFOs right now. I really am. I'm enthralled with the idea of all these whistleblowers coming out and talking about programs that exist and that we've like, um, that the American government has uh, what in their possession, 12 different types of space ships, flying saucers. Some of them are probes apparently. And that, um, that they, that Roswell was real and they've had bodies uh, since like, you know, since whenever that happened, I don't know if there's a way that I can express how crazy this is and how it is clearly the biggest story that this world has ever known. And nobody is talking about it. I want to talk about it forever. I I, I want to, I've been trying to get a couple, I've been talking to one of the pilots that filmed. um, It's actually the guy that, uh, that locked the radar on the Tic Tac UFO. Uh, I've been talking, I've been going back and forth with him. He's reluctant to come on. He went on Joe Rogan. And I think that was the only one that he wanted to do, but I've been talking to him a little bit, just sort of off the record and background stuff. And the shit that he says is fucking crazy. And I can't tell you what it is. Cause I told him I wouldn't, but you know, the, I, the, I want to talk to all these people. I, I find it to be, um, I find it really interesting, not only to look at the documentaries that deal with, um, uh, like I've been talking to Jeremy Corbell. Um, over the last year, um, he, he's like the busiest man in the world right now, but we talk on a, on a semi-regular basis about the work that he's been doing. He's the one that introduced, uh, the world to Bob Lazar. And when I spoke with him, I was just like, listen, like, you know, uh, do you believe everything that you're told? And he's like, no, 
but he also has like footage of like uh the the war in iraq and ufo that they just released this i think in the last few months footage of like uh security cameras inside like fallujah and places like that um that show little ufos in the conflict zone of iraq Spenny, I don't know if you saw that or if you heard any of that. It is definitely on your end because the the audience are saying that it's you that's freezing, not me. Oh, do you do you have any windows open? No, no, no. I, I mean on your computer. Spenny, Spenny looked around his house. I mean oh, on your computer. Do you have any tabs uh, open? Maybe one. It's just my email, which I got. That's the worst one to have open. Okay. Because well, it because uh, it automatically updates when you get a new email, or even if you don't, it searches for it. So that that could be doing it. Um, but yeah, the um, I was just talking about how they the military just released footage in the last little while of of UFOs in the conflict zone in Iraq. They have like there's so much out there, and and I, I was talking to Jeremy Corbell. Jeremy Corbell is uh, Jeremy Corbell. I think he said is the guy I that like Corbell. Yeah, <laughs> Corbell. I did that to somebody a few weeks ago. I had James uh, Connell on, but I kept on calling him James Connell. Connell. (laughs) (laughs) But um, but uh, Jeremy Corbell, I've been talking to him, and uh, you know he's he's a rationalist, and he's looking at all this stuff that he has, and he's just like, I he's like James. I get tertiary sources. He's probably the most famous UFO guy right now. He's on Joe Rogan all the time, and and when he talks to me, I'm like do you believe it when you receive it? He's like, I have to get like two or three sources to confirm what I'm looking at before I'll even release it because it's that fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, anyways, I don't, I don't know. How, me, does, that, does that mean before we, I assume he was doing this for years, right? Yeah, he has been. So yeah. was he lying. <laughs> was he like lying and conning people for most of his career? And then finally, Oh my God. <laughs> I don't really know what he was doing before the UFO stuff, to be honest with you. I, I first was introduced to like, I, I first knew of him when he was on um, Joe Rogan and he was, uh, he went on with Bob Lazar. Do you know who Lazar is? Bob Lazar? No. Bob, <laughs> Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar is the guy that said that he was working in um, Area 51 on these spacecrafts. And then when he left, he, uh, he, his, his whole history was erased. And, and there actually is evidence of him. So there's evidence of him in, a, in an old newspaper article working at the company that he said he was working at. But in real life, like his taxes and everything like that, it's just been erased. The whole thing's just been erased. And the only evidence that he worked there was this one newspaper article, which has been verified by the people that work at the newspaper. But it's just, you know... It, it, it's so funny. And then someone was like, what if the Pentagon admitting that it's real is the PSYOP? And then you're like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm more on that team. Really? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to contribute to this. No one uh, does. Maybe that's why we don't talk about it, because it's impossible to even contribute anything to it. Well, but, but I, it doesn't mean I don't think it's true. I, I don't believe, you know, I, it's hard because, like I said, my wife swears on the stack of whatever she finds holy that this is what happened i i've argued with her i've called her crazy she's she's sticking with it she and uh i have to respect that so i just I, until i see an alien or uh i don't know the president of the united states or the prime minister of canada come on and do a major you know talk to the nation to talk about the aliens uh i just to me it's just fodder i don't know well, uh, Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden um, both 
<laughs> in the last you remember when those chinese spy balloons they were talking yeah. about well both of them kind of did a disservice to to the public because when that happened they knew that they were balloons I had Seymour Hershon, who confirmed not only confirmed that it was a balloon, but told me where it came from, which was like, yeah. which was the uh, University of Alaska weather uh, lab or whatever. Um, and then Trudeau goes on the uh, TV and is like, "Well, uh, you know, it's quite a mystery, and we we can't quite figure out what it is." Like he was sort of teasing us, making it seem like it could have been aliens or whatever. And then Seymour Hersh is like, it's a fucking balloon, right? Like, so, and they knew that at the time. So I think they're teasing us. I think like, dude, I fucking hate everyone right now that leads a country. I really do. I hate all of them. I don't hate Trudeau at all. I don't understand why people call him Hitler. I don't get it. Well, I'm not, I'm not in that camp. I, I, well, but I know, I, but I, I, yeah. I, like, I get he's got some scandals. Like, who doesn't? The, the, the blackface is such a nothing burger to me. I couldn't care less about that i did all kinds of stupid things uh, that i wish i never did when i was younger i'm sure you did too james yeah like two uh, months ago i yeah, ate all the adderall like, <laughs> there you go so i i don't know I, but that's okay like you get into politics that's a rough game man like that's that's what it is but you i my side has to fight harder i think the people that you know are believe in tolerance and uh, that homosexuality is totally uh, fine and uh, people can be themselves. Uh, I think we have to fight harder. I think we have to fight harder. And I love it when Trudeau fight. Like occasionally you see a videotape of him and he's fucking pissed off and he's uh, self-righteous. I love that guy. You even did the head thing that he does. He does this weird head thing when he gets all like animated and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, that's it. I don't, you know, I get the people. I just, you know, hate him for like this thing with Biden now. He's a criminal. He's a criminal mastermind. He's, you know, and I think any honest person will say if they have evidence that he's committed a crime, regardless of what fucking side of the political spectrum he's on or who he is or what his job is, fucking indict him and let's get going. I, I don't have any loyalty that way, but these yeah. truck people are melting down because of the indictments and more, more are coming. Did you see the pictures? Of, of the boxes of classified documents in like the bathroom that had a chandelier. Yeah, of course. Oh I'm God, surprised the toilet wasn't gold. It's like he's wiping his mouth, his the ketchup off of his mouth with nuclear secrets. Like that's how crazy this is. Like it's, a, and you know, I, I don't know. Like you know, and, and then the, the, what really drives me crazy, and it drives a lot of people crazy, is the argument that the false comparison that the Biden uh, situation is the same as the Trump situation. Oh. It just isn't. It no. just isn't. It isn't in the quality of the documents. But most importantly, I I'm sick of saying it. It's so obvious. Uh, but it this is the world we live in. You know? But that's why I said earlier about, um, like, these are low information ideologues, right? So they don't know how to argue anything because they don't know anything. And right. to fight those people harder... It's a losing proposition because... The, the, okay, they, I yeah. agree. I totally agree with what you're saying. What I'm talking about is fighting harder to get people to vote. That's what I mean. Well, I have the one that, that, that may um, fuck up that thing too. We are both probably in agreement that at least in recent history, the higher the voter turnout, the better it is for non-conservative politicians. That's right. But Alberta kind of flip that a little bit i think the convoy in canada 
I think that whole convoy crowd and the whole pandemic, you know, divisions that were created in Alberta anyways, it's, yeah. it created a, a weird phenomenon that I've never seen before where hardcore conservatives, they got out the vote. I can they, explain it to you. It's very ahead. simple. Sure. It's because it's the gas and oil. And the left wants to end that. Uh, you know, the question is, how do they end it? And how long is it going to take? Incrementalism versus, you know, and that's it. That's the answer. So, but it still you know, created this situation where like, the voter turnout was higher than in the past. And it and, and, and it and it benefited conservatives. Yeah, I've never well, seen that in my life. That's an what I'm trying to say is, I agree with you. That's the anomaly of Alberta because oh. they have a, a real oil industry there. Right. So you don't think that if there's like a, a higher voter turnout in the next federal election, that that's going to be good for polio? No, I don't think so. But I don't know anymore. I like that's what I'm saying. We got to fight harder because I, I get that guys like you and me probably spend what well, you're different. I know I'll speak for myself, spend too much time on this stuff. Right. Uh, because yeah. it's my hobby. It's like, you know, music and politics and comedy are my three main hobbies. Yeah. And uh, uh, so. Uh, you know, I, I, I want to be able to explain the nuance of, of why I think that a, a Polyev uh, prime ministership would be terrible for people mm. because it would cut funding to things that people need. I believe that. I think he's much as said it. And uh, I'm, I'm a liberal. There you have it. But uh, I, I don't know. I just I longed when I first met Dean, I had this typically naive notions that I have that, you know, how can we get people to understand what disinformation is to to fight against these uh these these right-wing lunatics and uh you know of course even he got me on the phone with brittle star uh who's a lovely guy and, i love uh, brittle star he's the greatest yeah the, the fact is that there's not much you can do except like i love the rock the vote like that was great when they yeah. did that in the states like something like that canada needs the celebrities people way bigger than me to 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 go out there and 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 just because at the end of the day it's not about Trudeau to me it's about you know what kind of society we want to live in basically you know what I mean I don't want a religious society and I don't want a society that's uh, doesn't have social safety nets that's those are my two big things so I I don't know how much time you have left but um let me know how, how tell me about your tour and and, and what you have coming up. Um, we're basically off for the summer. I think we're going to do a couple of dates and then we're hitting the States, uh, Kenny and I, uh, and then I'll, I'll play some music. I'm, I'm in a very, uh, working on my music, uh, my skills. So I'm not gigging right now. And I'm going to take the summer to just really focus on the aspects of my, uh, music work. But, uh, I've got, uh, this, uh, Patreon page, which I hate that I'm going to do it, but I, I wanted, I have to do it kind of just to make money. Uh, and I'm going to be creating content for that, a political show, a reaction show, you know, just uh, different kinds of things that I could do that I tried on YouTube, but they, they kicked me off because of uh, sexual content, not of me, but of the show that I did called X-Rated. Oh, well that, that sucks. Didn't you put 18 years or didn't you click that box that says 18? Uh, it was, uh, no, it was, uh, two, I did a series for super channel called X-Rated. Uh, a few, a few of the fans have seen it. Uh, and I appreciate that. It was eight episodes of a documentary series uh, about a guy trying to break a sex world record. So it was, you know, deeply involved with porn and, 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 and prostitution. And it was fun, crazy show to do. Very proud of it. But uh, Donald it, it, does Dallas, like something like that. Like... <laughs> no, it's, it's a long story, but okay. uh, 
but it was a good, it's a good series. It was on my YouTube channel. And I think that's why I lost my channel, but I also did a show called sex with Spenny, which was a parody of a sex advice show. And there was some pretty nasty stuff that we did there that maybe got me kicked off. I don't really know, but I'm re I, it's, it's a drag because it's taken me a long time to now I have to really, that was good money coming every month with the, you know, not huge money, but you know, money's great to do what you love. And uh, so can't you just open up a new account under Spenny one or something like, yeah, but I'm now dealing with different a different person, uh, sort of a producer partner. So we, he wants to s- start from scratch and just oh, okay. And Maybe I'm just naive about how popular uh, Kenny versus Spenny was, but you guys can do shows in the States. W- were you popular? Did you have a cult following in the States? Well, we were on uh, season four was the Comedy Central season. So we were on in the States uh, for one season, um, you know, because of YouTube and the peer-to-peer networks, uh, the show lives all over the world. Uh, we've, we're already toured the States and we did well. We sold out everywhere. So uh, now we're just going further into the, into the States and towards the West. And um, do you still yeah. get, do you get mailbox money for uh, syndicated replays of that show? Oh, they don't do syndication in, uh, in, uh, or just broadcast re- of well, the replays. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't say they don't get residuals in Canada. Our, our oh. problem with syndication was we had enough content, but it was too dirty. So none of the syndicators would, it was too edgy, too, you know, too crazy. Fuck, if only the internet was more popular when you put out that show, because you guys would have had a crazy following, you know, with, with the way that the, 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 that the digital age is now. Well, yeah, then. but even yeah. still, like uh, Netflix, they're still weary of us. Uh, we're sort of, uh, I don't know how these two Jewish boys uh, became these uh, Sort of, Two good know, Jewish or, or boys. Or how could anyone? How could anyone not like you? You know. No, it's not that they don't like us. It's the broadcasters are afraid of, uh, you know, whatever that will will. We we got very lucky, James, because nobody really watched over us very much. So we got to kind of do what we wanted, and that's a hell of a great thing to have. And and to 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 have that again would almost be impossible. So would would Jackass be considered less controversial than Kenny versus Penny? Um. I don't know. I, I don't know how to quantify that. I just, I, I love Jackass. Uh, went to Steve O's show. Uh, he brought me on stage with him, which was really nice. They're fans awesome. of the show. Uh, I just think it, what we do is so different than what they do. They do stunts and vignettes. And we, we, we had a sort of sitcom, more mm-hmm. of a sitcom feel to our show in a reality sense. But uh, um, I don't know. But Jackass makes so much money, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they're doing something right. If that's the measure of success, uh, we do okay. But uh, that's a that's an amazing juggernaut, and and power to them. Well, listen, we love you here. Um, I I thank you very much for joining us tonight. I'm letting you go because I hate it when guests go. I gotta go, man. I hate that. So I'm gonna kick you out before you say that. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I was okay. supposed to go ten minutes ago, but I enjoy being on the show. So uh, okay, thank you, James. Thank you, buddy. Um, okay. Appreciate your time, and we'll see you next time, buddy. Yeah. That was Spenny, ladies and gentlemen. Spenny is one of my favorite guests. He might be my favorite guest because he always brings it when he comes. He's always very honest. I'm putting the link into the chat. And now it's up to you motherfuckers to see if you want to come and talk to me. Dan, I know that you were going to do that. So why don't you come on? Listen, if your video doesn't work, I'm just going to put your audio on. But um, click that link. Dan, I'm looking at you. Because I, I know Dan wants to talk about uh, the debate that happened on cp24 last night holy fuck was that ever a shit show maybe the worst political debate i have ever seen in my life 
I don't even like I didn't even line up any any clips um because it was like seven people and for like a good half an hour it was just at least three four or five people just talking over each other Olivia like Josh Matlow I won't vote I would I don't live in Toronto but like if I did I would not vote for him just because of the way that he handled himself in that debate if any of you watched it um a few things probably came to your mind first it was embarrassing it was super embarrassing second there doesn't seem to be a candidate that really sticks out for me in a way that's like yes yes this is this is the candidate that i want i know that they say olivia chow is like leading in the polls that has to be just because of name recognition i don't find her to be all that impressive as a candidate um no one's clicking that link yet so i'm just going to ramble about that the idea that they could there was no self-awareness on that panel of anyone like if if i was on that panel i don't know you call it a panel but if i was on that stage and all these people are talking the next time that john moore would have like thrown it to me i would have looked around at the rest of my candidates and been like this is embarrassing i am embarrassed to be on this debate stage with all of you who don't seem to understand that talking over each other is making the audience want to vomit on their television or cell phones because it was um and 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 you know maybe that's something to be said for the i don't know if it's a consortium that that handles this or if it was just cp24 independently but the idea that cp24 had two moderators that couldn't control that um from top to bottom it was a disaster and i don't know who y'all y'all <laughs> i don't know why i said that i don't know who everyone is voting for in this election um but Rob Davis wasn't on that stage and I think and I had him on the show before Rob Davis is a former counselor uh North York counselor I believe and then also a Toronto counselor if I'm not mistaken uh he wasn't on that stage he's a very sensible person he's a moderate conservative black man like that's kind of what you want uh to to on that stage and um the idea that <clears throat> you know that all these people that are yelling at each other is all we have to pick from I think I tweeted something that's like with all of the shouting and interruptions, I'm it, it, it's almost like Chris Sky is actually on that stage, but he wasn't, he was on some other stage, but now we are going to be joined by, I think longtime viewer, Dan T. How you are? <laughs> Dan T. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you, man? I'm good. Um, what's your, what's your last name? Uh, last name's Trace, just like Ash Trace. Okay. Dan Trey. Um, that would be a great rapper name, just to let you know. Um, in case you have yeah, but it's 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 not too good for growing up as a kid because my name is Daniel, so I used to get called Danielle Ashtrays. So, oh yeah, well, such is life. Kids. Fuck those kids, <laughs> they die. Um, okay, so you wanted to talk about the trial. Were you at the debate live? No, I wasn't at the debate. So full disclosure, I, I, I'm actually assistant for Toronto City Councilor uh, Paul Ainsley there. So uh, I'm very uh, into uh, all the ongoings of Toronto City Council and, you know, everything surrounding it there. So you're sorry, you're Paul Ainsley's assistant? Yeah, one of them. Okay, yeah. okay. that's pretty so cool. I, are, are you even allowed to say who you're supporting, if anyone? Uh. <laughs> So I'm I'm the guy at city council that doesn't wear a suit and tie and says it like it is, right? Um, 
And I personally would tell you if, if I did, but to be honest with you, I, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I actually watch all the debates. I heard some of your comments earlier, right? Um, and it's just, uh, you know, shit show to shit show to shit. Sorry, I, I don't know if I should be squaring on yours. Oh, fuck, um, it's too late now. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, goddamn, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's shit show after shit show. The thing that frustrates me the most is uh, some of you, I won't put your viewers to sleep, but some of you know my past story. Uh, I was homeless at one point and such, right? So seeing all the advocacy uh, personnel, so to speak, go to work on election time, it, it's just really frustrating because I actually want change, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, such as life, it's one of these things that we got to go through and just learn to uh, deal with it. Uh, but, yeah, not at the debate. No, I left that, I left that to uh, uh, the other fine folks that are interested in this. Yeah. Um, municipal politics used to be the only type of politics that I had any faith in. And the reason why is because, uh, you know, the, the, no one was attached to a party officially. Um, we all know that Olivia Chow's an NDP or, but like, you know, there, but there was a lack of partisanship in politics. And then when, uh, when, uh, Rob Ford became mayor, um, almost every single issue was split down a polarized uh, city council. And I think that largely it's remained that way. Um, even throughout Tory's uh, tenure as mayor, as mayor, um, I thought it was unfortunate that he had to go. Um, I don't know if he had to go. I, I'm one of those guys that's like, you shouldn't sleep with staffers clearly, but unless the staffer comes out and was like, he forced himself on me. I don't know. There should be some sort of like penalty or something. I don't know what the fuck. Like, like find the guy, make him like, make him donate his salary to, back to the treasury or something. But like, if there's no like actual crime committed, I find it almost a waste of, 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 I don't even know if he was a decent mayor or not, but if let's just say he was, it seems to me that, um, to throw the baby out with the, um, cum towel seems, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's casual Friday. Um, but, but to throw the baby out the bathwater, it seems, it just seems like overkill. Cause now we're sitting here trying to decide an election between one useless candidate after another. I'm sorry, Olivia Chow. I've interviewed you. I, I, I sort of knew you when I lived in the annex cause I knew your husband. Uh, I don't know, man. Like she seems to resurface every few years when she wants to run for something and it never really works out. She hired Warren Kinsella of all people to be her political uh, advisor the last time she ran. But what are you, you're at city hall. What, do you, what, what's the whispers down there about this um, campaign so far? Is, is it as, as much of a shit show to them as it is to us? Um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to watch what I say because paydays this week. I want to get paid. I like to eat, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, with, straight up, like with regards to this whole thing, I I've known Olivia, oh, I don't know, about 30 years now on and off. I used to do, um, how do you say it? Like tenant associations with, uh, uh, Jack back in the day. Um, uh, I personally think what it's going to come down to is whoever pulls the vote. And sorry if I get off track there a little bit, but uh, like I say, I, I know all these candidates. I know Anna. Uh, I know Olivia. Uh, Josh, plenty of conversations with. I actually live on the border of his area. I think it's it's basically it's just going to come down to whoever pulls the vote. Um, Olivia, nice lady to talk to. Very, very pleasant to talk to. Um, 
But the one problem I see, and this is even as a renter that doesn't own property or anything, um, she's not uh, answering the question about how much she's going to raise the taxes. Hmm. And that's really starting to hit home with uh, a lot of people here. Uh, the one thing I will say, in case anybody didn't catch it tonight, because you all got lives and, you know, politics bores me from time to time, too. Um, but the deputy mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, actually has come out and is now supporting uh, former councillor Anna Bailau. Um, so, you know, it, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, when I talk a lot to people, and I know I go off sometimes, right? Like, I have known Doug for over 20 years now, right? Probably, uh, I don't know, 24 years now. And um, it's one of those things where it's uh, unfortunate situation after unfortunate situation, but it gets to the point where you just got to say, okay, how many more people got to die in long-term care homes? How many more people got to die in our streets? And how much longer are we going to put certain candidates up in front of the camera just because they're Doug Ford people, right? It's got to get to a point where it's got to be about the people and just get everybody together, even if it's just on one issue. Get get everybody together. Uh, you know, I might not like like your say on that issue, but come help us out so we can try to get some people to stop dying on the streets. In what, cap just in as what, an cap example. In what capacity have you known Doug Ford, just out of curiosity? Uh, 99 to 2000, I worked at Deco Labels and Tags as a silkscreen finisher. Uh, I was more close with Rob, uh, rest in peace, uh, you know, dude has his problems, but, you know, we all have. Um, but Doug was the boss at the time. So basically, as you know, most of you know, Doug is a junior. Uh, they had the Doug Ford Sr., their dad. And I just happened to get the job out of the classifieds because it was right before the time period where, uh, you know, uh, Craigslist and all that thing started going on. Um, and it was just fluke by chance meeting. And it was the year that he got involved in politics. Um, so throughout the years, I've just, you know, followed them from afar. Uh, I haven't worked in any of their offices. Um, but I'm just working at city council now part time uh, just to give back. Right. Mm. It's, it's about actually helping people. There is staff that want to help. Um, and that's why I do what I do. Well, listen, um, I see you all the time in the comments. I, I appreciate your views. Um, I don't know if you, I was kind of trolling the, the mayoral debate yesterday. I kept on being like, where do you stand on the chicken choir on the TTC? Because honestly, okay, listen, I, I, I went to Milwaukee. I flew back into Toronto so I could visit my best friend, Kelly. And then um, when I was visiting her, uh, I went, uh, I took the subway uh, down to, uh, well, well, whatever, I took the subway. And when I got on the subway, I heard this, horrible horrible sound and it was this the ttc has this branding and it's like uh, i just describe it as a chicken choir and it, it's like la 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 or something like that and then the ttc guy will go if you see anything um suspicious please alert ttc authority and i walk by this group of people and i'm like i'd like to report shitty branding and like everyone started to laugh because this will drive I, I've been making really off-color jokes like this TTC branding is going to exponentially increase the amount of suicides on the TTC because it's just that bad. Um, but anyways, I, I, I appreciate your comments. I, I, I don't know what your situation was, um, but rather than get into it now, I think I'm going to review your thread because I know it was something pretty crazy. But um, thank you for coming tonight. i got to cycle you out because I'm going to bring Paul in, but I appreciate your time, buddy. Have a good one. Thanks for having me, and uh, everyone have a good weekend. Man. Thanks, Dan. Let's bring in Mr. Paul Atkinson. Paul, look at you. Look at your face. How are you doing, brother? 
what happened? Where are the, uh, where's the car wash? It's gone. <laughs> well, you know, it, it boils down to, uh, the whole purpose of the beard was to raise money. Did, how and, much did you raise, uh, buddy? Uh, I, I'm not sure the final toll. It was well above what my goal was. My goal was to raise a thousand dollars and we went way beyond oh, that. Nice. So nice. I don't know what the final number is. I'm going to reach out to the, uh, to, cause I, I didn't do this in, in like collaboration with Cornstone. It was just like, let's raise some money for Cornstone. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to reach out to Cornstone the next couple of days and go, listen. Um, so I kind of did this thing. Um, I, I, what did we do? <laughs> just, just I, I, go I, there with a pile of money and just get, you know what, get a bag with a dollar sign on it that's what i would do and then just hand it to someone over there and just gene simmons actually trademarked that fuck off no i'm serious he owns it he owns it he owns the dollar sign bag he i, I can't i can't do it uh <laughs> it, 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 we, my goal was to raise a thousand i think we went way beyond that yeah. uh like way beyond that beyond like two thousand or way beyond that like five thousand two thousand easily okay nice well shit. easily that's great uh, and it's for a good cause what is the charity again and it helps women in distress or something right Cornerstone Housing for Women, which is a local charity here in uh, Centertown, uh, Ottawa. Mm. So, yeah. Um, Did you catch I, my I, new I, intro, I, Paul? No, I missed it. Sorry, can, bro. Wait, I was, can I play I'm it for you? But Bridget's right there. Yeah, I please, don't give a please, fuck please. if anyone's seen it like three times now, but I, I'm very proud of it. This is Zach Fax. Zach Fax is this, um, he's a very uh, hip-hop-centric cinematographer and editor. He's done a whole bunch of music videos for like, Lloyd Banks and other people like he's a really good guy. He's also a good rapper nice. and a good producer. So he made the beat for this and he did the graphics for this and everything. So I'm going to play it for you. And if you haven't seen it at home, please pay attention to the screen below Paul and James. Or beside Paul James. Actually. Hold on, I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to start it over because I want to turn it up. Bam. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, Jamesy. Why is he doing that? Hold on. Everyone stop. Everyone, don't make any noise. It won't let me rewind. Is that because it's there? And I have I, to do it like that? Know. Yes. See, I just learned something new. Okay. Now that it's louder, once again, Paul, pretend you're just seeing it for the first time. Okay? Okay, done. I love it. I think he did a great job. Oh. That, that, that's Bridget. Hi, Bridget. You want to say hi to Bridget? So, if you're listening, on um, Sebastian Gastian. Speak, speak into this one. If you're listening, like, put on Sebastian Gastian. It's in my blood. It's not a music show. Okay, I know, but <laughs> sorry. I don't know. I don't know these things. <laughs> That's my girlfriend, Bridget. If you guys she's, ever have um, kids, and I know you're probably not going to, they're going to have really nice voices because she's got a really nice voice. 
She does have a nice yeah. voice, and she's pretty good. She's a pretty damn good singer too. Oh, really? What did she just ask oh, there? Yeah, yeah. Is she high? Because I didn't understand any of that. No, nope, not high, not high, not high. Did she just take a request, like I'm like a DJ? Like, what do I play? Ish, yeah. I'm just tired. Oh, she's really Can tired. Can she hear me right yeah, now? Yeah, it was kind of a, like a request. Can she hear me right now? Oh no. Oh okay. No. Okay. Good. Did she say that was offensive? I'm not sure. Did I do something wrong? Did I do- just give me a second? Uh, hang on, hang okay. on. I gotta go offline for a give me two seconds. Oh my god. Did did I just fucking do something? <laughs> See, this is what happens. I sober up. I'm like, okay, nothing. What can go wrong when you're sober? And then, then I said something. I guess I, I said, is she high? And I think she got offended at me. But, you know, Paul's going to come back. You know what he's going to do? This is my prediction. Paul's going to come back and he's going to be like, yeah, it was it was nothing, James. Uh, there was nothing happening. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Sorry. I, oh, Paul. Hey, hey, there we hey go. Paul. I'm back. So what happened? Uh, just misunderstanding. She's really tired. Is it because I said, because the guy asked if she was high? It was because of that? Yeah. Uh, is she high? No. Does, no. Does she know what Casual Friday is? Uh, ish. Okay, well, listen. I think she's very nice. I don't know her, but she seems very nice. I'm allowed to say anything I want on my show, and you can't take it personally, yeah. and that's the deal. That's the deal no, with Casual no. Friday. That's that's cool. Bridget, are you high? <laughs> just, no. just <laughs> Look at the Paul's face. Paul's like, this is the face Paul makes when he's like, I'm trying not to get into trouble here, and you're not making it easy for me, James. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Do you do you need to go? Exactly. Do you want to go? I gotta go. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean fuck. I don't know what the fuck to say about that. Um. Ryan, this includes you. If someone wants to step in here, I need somebody to come in. I need somebody to come in to talk about what just happened. Because, I mean, I have a show called Casual Friday. It's on Cryer Media. And um, it used to be that I used to just kick people off for fun. Um, people got mad at me for that. Um, this time, uh, Paul's girlfriend just walked into the show, which is totally fine. I don't care. And then requested that I play his song. Because I guess she thought it was like a music show, and my response was, "Are you high?" And and she got she got upset with me. <laughs> I can't. I honestly can't win. I, I don't know who I was saying it to, um, but the idea. One time, I, I remember. I think I explained it like this to somebody. I feel like the guy sometimes where if I walk into a room and I'm like, "Hey, everybody." There's going to be like two out of 10 people that heard, fuck you, instead of what I really said, which is, hey, everybody. Um, and I think that's just what, I think that just happened. And I think we all saw it. Didn't we all see it? Oh, life was easier when we didn't know that UFOs existed. Seriously. Now that we know that UFOs exist, we're all kind of a little on edge. I would like to apologize to, no, I'm not going to apologize. I, I would like to apologize. No, I can't apologize. What would I like to say? Bridget, if you're listening... It wasn't personal. Paul, if you're listening, you might got to do a better job of convincing Bridget that she shouldn't take it personally. Um, James, yes. It's okay. You're gonna be good. I have a feeling that if Bridget met me in person, then she would really like me. But maybe not so much um, when I ask if she's high. Let's examine why someone would get mad at that. Um, 
one reason might be because she's had a problem in the past with drugs and maybe um it's triggering that could be a possibility i don't know how i'm expected to know that um another reason might be um because it's perceived as being like really rude and arrogant um she clearly doesn't know me because my standard of rude and arrogant is like way over there um i don't know if oh show us the cat where's the kitty cat cassie come here get over here he's not coming when i call him yet which is really annoying because cats when they come when you call Hold on one second. All right. Oh, kitty. Kitty cat, here we go. Here we go, it's your big break. Kitty cat's big break. All right, you ready? You ready to be on TV or whatever this is? Oh, listen to him purr. Isn't that the best sound ever? That is the best sound I've ever heard in my life. Oh my God, you're purring. <clears throat> okay. So this is my cat. Look at him. Look how comfortable he is. He's going to sit like this as well until he like starts whacking my cord or something. What are you doing? You have no idea how therapeutic it is for me to have a cat. You know what's... <laughs> You know what's really funny? Ryan, are you coming on or what? Um, <clears throat> what's really funny is that... Uh, I don't know how this is going to sound. Okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of sneak peek into, into some of the shit that I was dealing with. So I was suffering from um, eating all the Adderall. And I, was, I had auditory hallucinations that were kind of on and off for like the last year or so. And then when, when I ate all of it, um, the the auditory hallucination turned into an entire construction of hallucinations that included people having sex in my backyard, people being in my furnace room that I trapped, but they weren't there, and all that kind of stuff. I got out of the hospital, right? I haven't taken any drugs since then. Uh, I've had a couple edibles or whatever, but um, not when the kids are around. And um, I, I, I've had moments where, where if I allow myself, my mind can remanufacture um, sound, I guess, or, or, or voices or whatever. And, uh, nothing crazy. Just like, it, I, it's almost like I can trigger the auditory hallucinations myself if I concentrate hard enough anyways. And then what it did was it just kind of made me like, I sleep with the lights on and it's only because I'm afraid of the dark. It's because there's something about living alone when you lived with your kids and your family and then you live completely alone in a really big house. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm, I rent, okay? But it's only a thousand bucks for 4,000 square feet. And so when you're in a place that big, it's just fucking like, I don't know. For me personally, it's just like, if I hear a sound, I'm like, what's that? Like I have like bars on my, like like I put the the the, the pipe down so that the sliding door can't open even though I have two locks on it. You know, I have a movement detector. I have cameras all over the place now because I just want to make sure that when I travel, which I'm doing a lot more of, that nothing happens. Anyways, long story short, sort of, um, I get this cat a couple days ago. I'm fine now. 
have my bodyguard, you know, a one and a half pound kitten. <laughs> it's now making me feel safe. Ryan Lindley, ladies and gentlemen. Ryan, I can't hear you, buddy. Yeah, take the headphones out. Are you on a phone? Oh, I can't hear you. You can just nod. Are you on a phone? Ryan Lindley, take your headphones up. Ryan Lindley doesn't. <laughs> maybe, maybe Cryer Media has a setting. No Ryan Lindleys. That could be it. Oh, Ashley's there. I look at, look at Ashley. It's the funniest thing because Ashley made a comment and it's just eyeballs, and I'm laughing because I know I know Ashley Lindley and I know that. I can see her face kind of making those eyeballs. She, she makes those eyeballs in emoji form, and it's very easy to imagine Ashley's actual face making those eyeballs. Um, Ryan Lindley attempted to join us, a former Cryer Media personality, um, and he couldn't because um, he did what other people sometimes do um, and tried to show up with a phone, and it didn't work. And now he's probably scrambling to go to the basement to sit down put on his computer and then get that fucking thing out with that Jordan Peterson sample <laughs> do all these things um, and I'm going to pack it in soon so if Ryan doesn't come back here I'm going to put the link there again here's the link in case anyone wants to click it um, otherwise I'm out at 1030 because I had to talk to Arthur Pawrowski today who said that gay people were perversions and that God used a flood in 2012 to kill people because gay people exist. It was a bizarre interview. I don't think I'm going to have him back either. I think that was, I think that's it for me with uh, Arthur Pawlowski. I think I'm done. Um, so what are we supposed to do, man? Click the fucking link and let me talk to you for five minutes. Is that if, if you're talking to me, if you're not talking to me, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, no one's coming. I'm going to wrap this then. Um, unless someone literally comes up in the next 10 seconds because I feel like it. Um, it was a good return. I enjoyed talking to Spenny. Thank you, Spenny, for joining us. Thank you, Dan, for joining us. I don't hear any bing, so as soon as I get my outro up, I think I'm going to go. Um, who do I have next week? Nobody yet. I have not booked anybody for next week yet. But I am going to be traveling once again and uh, oh i have alka perdam next week so alka perdam is the human rights lawyer um she represents gitmo detainees i am going to have her on to talk about the lawsuits that are currently in u.s courts pertaining to victims of drone strikes by the u.s government this is actually a really kind of sad depressing and interesting topic because if you saw the james connell interview james connell is the uh another human rights lawyer who represents current uh gitmo detainees i interviewed him when he was actually at gitmo which was hilarious not hilarious but but um interesting and hilarious in a sense because he sort of knew that he was being watched while he was doing the podcast he's like i just assumed that everywhere i go i'm being watched um but um the united states have built a sort of firewall around the gitmo situation where they can't get sued by any detainees <clears throat> because there is no law where they live. It's like having a jail in outer space. There's nothing that governs Gitmo as far as the international courts go, or at least as far as America is concerned. But when it comes to 
the drone strikes in places like in Afghanistan and places like that, you can sue the U.S. government uh, for uh, for what they what the U.S. government would call collateral damage, what these people, what these families would call murder by drone. Uh, and uh, so Alka Pradhan is going to come on and she's going to talk to us about some of the cases that she's dealing with right now that deal with lawsuits against the American government for victim for, for, for basically killing and murdering civilians, civilians via drone strikes. Part of the um, part of the reason why the lawsuit looks uh, like winnable uh, for these victims is the methods that the American government uses to target people, which includes things like metadata which is basically like targeting a SIM card. And sometimes what happens is, is that uh, a, an actual terrorist will like lend his phone to like a nephew or a wife or something like that when they go to the store and they never come back because they were hit by a drone strike because the government thinks that a terrorist is, uh, is holding that cell phone. Really sloppy. Um, if you try to just for five seconds imagine uh, what Americans would be thinking if Russia or China had drones flying over their country and uh, they wanted to kill a white supremacist who, like, you know, killed people in their country and ended up killing, like, the aunt of the white supremacist, I'm pretty sure they'd be a little bit pissed off. But we're not allowed to say that because that is what Noam Chomsky calls institutional hypocrisy, which is not tolerated among Western nations. Um, so anyway, so uh, we would... Uh, yeah, well, I hope you'll join us for that. Uh, we'll, we'll have other guests as well. I, I, you know, I'll book them. I've just been on a little bit of a hiatus lately. So um, big shout out again to Spenny. Big shout out to Dan Trey. Um, shout out to uh, Ryan for uh, momentarily joining us with no sound. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Black Ball. Black Ball. Black, Black, Black Ball. Black, 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 Black Ball. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars. The one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.